Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Zeitgang, gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, These are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Yeah, so without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. My name is Jack O'Brien, and I'm thrilled to be joined once again by my co-host. He is Daddy. Up from the 36 chambers <laughs> of poop. Oh, it's my Miles Gray. It's old Daddy Bastard has come back straight from the, I guess Brooklyn Zoo. I can't. I didn't have the time to improvise or write an AKA. I am back from parental leave, paternal wow. leave. I will probably take a little more time later on, but thank you so much for everybody. Are those blowouts, though, man. Are those the blowouts, blowouts, my God. I thought I was watching Liverpool versus Man United because it was a <laughs> 7 0 blowout. I think I did hear while you were out that your team's doing really well, right? Top of the league, baby. We. Top of the league. Top of the league. Say we are top of the league. We are top. I mean, yeah, we're eight points clear right now uh, with Man City. How much of your mind was taken up by that versus. You know what's funny? We were doing so well. (laughs) The baby was born. We took fucking L's. Like, Uh, and I'm holding the baby in the hospital. And I went, oh my God. I'm like, I thought you were the. I thought you were powering us through. And then shit leveled out. I was able to accept my child again and everything is good but yeah i'm i i keep telling everybody this i'm not sure how to speak i've yeah. only been speaking to her majesty and the geist child himself <laughs> and geist child. that is kind of the level of my banter so bear with me uh hey. as i get back into it. although i might just come in on a 10 i don't know look this is yeah we're all experimenting right now. you sound great we're so happy to have you back i'm excited to be back Great. i'm very excited to be back uh, greatly missed in all in nah, all seriousness. I, I saw all the good combinations and I was like, "Fuck!" Oh, 
I remember being like, oh, I'll call in when Gabrus is there. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. You were like, you had big plans. You were like, I'll, I'll like check in every once in a while and yeah. do like daddy, uh, man on the street yeah. like, reporting. And I was like, no, you're, don't do that. What are you talking about? I, yeah. Man? That comes from someone who's had a child and I'm like in the midst. I'm like, yeah, I think I got the bandwidth for all this. <laughs> uh, he did not. He did not. <laughs> he did not. Uh, Miles, yeah, we are thrilled to be joined for your first yes. episode back by a yes. very special host, uh, yes. executive producer at Big Money Players, yeah, responsible for some of the funniest podcasts in the world, yeah, uh, also one of our coworkers, yeah, because Big Money the Players is our sister network, so it's weird to be this formal. But please welcome the brilliant and talented Olivia Aguilar. Olivia. Brothers, hello, hello, uh, hello, hello. Not too much. Oh my goodness, I I feel like honored that this is Miles's back from like paternity leave no, in this like episode. This could be the As, worst episode I ever. I was yeah. gonna say the expectations; <laughs> it could be really high, or people are gonna be very disappointed yeah, by I'm, the end of this episode. <laughs> look, Olivia, I'm just relieved that you're the guest, and it's not somebody I'm having to get to know. Uh, like right. for my first episode back, like you know, we we have a lot of overlapping friends too. We even see each other outside yes. of work a lot because of the people we know. So it's good to see you, and I'm relieved that it's you. And I will do my best. I was going to say, we definitely have had a lot of overlapping friends and a lot of baby overlap. I think when we last saw each other may have been at our friend's baby baby shower. shower. And um, of course, I had to take I don't know if I ever told you this, but I definitely took like a sneaky photo of you sitting. I think you were with your (laughs) wife. And then I did like kind of like a back sneak photo and Mm. then sent it to the ladies of iHeart, and I was like celebrity spotting. And of course, yes, of course I did. I got celebrity spotting in the way. I'll I'll send you the photo, but you were like mid bite into eating like a macaroni salad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. And you're like, this fool is drinking all the juice that was meant for the kids. Yeah, this was all men for kids. They definitely had adult beverages. Juice beverages. Oh my, yo, I'm so, this is this is real shit. Just if there's juice boxes, empty juice boxes will, scattered about. I've, yeah, I, I, went the, I went to my friend's like baby's birthday party. I drank all the juice boxes. There's so many juice boxes to the point yeah. that like other parents are like you know some for the kids. There's like adult beverages too. I'm like I ain't drinking, man. <laughs> I want these little apple juices. I never had these before. They're these so delicious. small. Were they always this small? Or is that like part of this new woke? Oh, by the way, Miles, there's been some changes around here. This yeah, new yeah. woke shit where yeah, they yeah. Uh, are so worried about sugar. You know? I think so. I mean, I remember I remember when the tiny ones came out. I'm like, that's for babies. Because yeah, back yeah. in my day, we were sipping like Ecto You remember Cooler. Boku? Boku? That might have been that. That might have been like just a the thing that happened when I was in like second Wait, grade. They had a juice Boku. box. <laughs> they had a juice box that was called Boku. That was just like two regular oh, juice boxes shit. stacked on top of each other. I'm sorry. Did Richard Lewis and do a Richard commercial? Lewis was the spokesperson? <laughs> like, and I knew that at seven. I was like, oh yeah, that's that Richard Lewis. Ju- uh, that's juice definitely board, not a woke juice, juice box. box. If you got like no. prime Richard Lewis going, well, I don't even yeah. know what he's saying. But I was yeah. just going to say stand up era Richard Lewis being yeah. the spokesperson. That is not a woke juice. It's like goes well with a <laughs> cigarette. No. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's out here being like 
You know what? You know, I don't even I don't even know. I haven't even seen Richard Lewis in a while. So <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. What had to stop right there. My powers yeah. are coming back online. Give me a moment. Who should, we, who should we get for this? Who should we get for this child's juice box? How about mm-hmm. the uh, dark existentialist comedian uh, Richard Lewis? Who's like, isn't his like whole stand up thing just being. Hold on, let me let me get let me get screen share really quick, Justin. I just I have to yeah. hear what the how this guy is selling fucking juice. He his nickname was like I feel like the like the prince of I I'm gonna get it wrong, but it was the prince of mean or the prince of something. Like he was a burn like burn yeah. roaster. Richard Lewis is coming through. He's wearing all black and in, w- with a massive mullet. He's in a darkened room, and and this is how he's pitching Boku drink. So I go to a party, and I got my choice of Coke or Pepsi. This isn't right. I want a Boku, a seven-fruit blend Boku. I mean, all this carbonation is very unsettling. I don't want to belch anymore. Belching is for babies. His I want to be refreshed hair. naturally, calmly. I mean, it's my undeniable right as a man of the 90s to quench my thirst in my own way. I want a man of the 90s. I need to get quenched. People invite me to a party. I'm bringing my own Boku. Boku fruit juice cooler from McCain. Oh, whoa. Okay, I don't mean to get dark, but when he revealed his Boku, it looked like a bomb attached to his body. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Too big. Richard, Richard. A man of the 90s? What a fucking marketing campaign. Man, I totally associated with like when I was seven, but I guess it was the 90s or maybe, yeah. Also, shout out to him. That was one take. There was no cut. One take, yeah. Yeah, one take is really hard. a fucking professional. He's the best. We got got the challenge (laughs) now for our next ad read. I did a quick Google search and just to like look up his nickname and his nickname was the Prince of Pain. So Uh-oh. the Prince of Pain, Boku is afraid juice. of bubbling bubbles. <laughs> the, carbon, the Prince <laughs> of Pain for babies. Carbonation you know? thing, thinks carbonation is too uncomfortable. <laughs> That's so funny that they steered so hard into being like a juice box for adults that they got Richard Lewis to pitch. Yeah, it. and that the. Wow. That the main hook point is that you want to stop belching? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unsettling. Hey, I'm a it's man. All this if you're belching. a man, you know, you hate belching. It's so rude and it's disgusting. That's why I go for <laughs> juice. Like, huh? All right. Am I right, hey, fellas? Do you. Do you. Sophisticate. John, Stefan, what is something from your search history that is revealing about you? John, you want to kick us off? Sure. I, look... You know, you said you, you, Jack, you've been listening to a little bit of Block Party the last few days. And, um, well, look, I'm a pretty uh, white guy and um, just uh, searched, I think, probably the most white guy thing I've ever searched. Uh, this Ooh. happened last week and Stefan was actually present for this. Uh, but I had to Google search how to get kombucha out of a laptop. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, we were just about to record an episode of Block Party, and I spilled about half a can of kombucha on my MacBook Air keyboard. And I mm. somehow that. I knew it was a Mac. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, no question yeah. about it. Kombucha's never been spilled on a PC. <laughs> Only Macs. That's uh, would have actually been a first in history. Yeah, you can't Google it. They, there's no results if you look up kombucha PC spill. Um, but yeah, so I, I did spill a kombucha on my MacBook and I was, yeah, Googling how to take care of that. And turns out I took it into the Apple store and, uh, luckily didn't hit the board. So I only, Hey, I, look oh, at that. 
I only owe them four hundred and eighty dollars for a new. <laughs> what, okay, what that's deal. not bad. Well, the guy at the Genius Bar would have been like, "Well, this is like the most common. This happens like ten times a day." <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> let me guess, kombucha. Yeah. He just looks you up and down. <laughs> like, let, let me guess. Um, the I, I feel like there's a big portion of LA's population that would have been like, "That's actually good for your computer <laughs> and good for its you, gut health." You actually yeah. don't need to take it in. You should just let it rock what a is, little bit. It's going to grow some healthy uh, biomes in there. Yeah. How about you, Stefan? What's something uh, from your search history? Well, this so this is something John's going to hear this and be like, "Of of course," and he's going to kind of be mad at me, I think, too. But um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of like uh, digital like card games, so like Hearthstone. Uh, I got like way too into and still kind of am. And this is a recent development for me. Like recent is in like the past like four or five days. Uh, but I've started playing a game called Marvel Snap. And so my, my search term is Marvel Snap Beginner Decks. And uh, have any of you played the game Marvel Snap? No. I'm assuming no. Mm -mm. I, I mean, I'll ask John. I know what the answer is. John, have you played Marvel no, Snap? No, Stephen, I have a life. Okay. Well, I don't, the thing is, I don't like this has taken <laughs> over my life. It's a very fast-paced, very addictive digital card game you can play on your phone or on your computer. And the games are like two to three minutes long. So you can play like, you know, one to four of them on the toilet, depending on kind of what's going on there. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm just like hooked to the point where it's like, oh, this is like going to be dangerous for me. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. It's, it's incredibly addictive. And you collect a Marvel, like a, an individual card, and then like that is yours. Per like, I feel like this is backing up into NFTs somehow, uh, I, just I, in my brain. I feel like it, it just barely dodged being, being somehow an NFT. connected to NFTs. But, yeah. And the thing is, like, I'm not even like a Marvel guy necessarily. Like, I've stopped watching the Marvel movies. And like, I, so it's not that. It's just that the gameplay itself is like so perfectly and like tightly designed. To the point where I think John would actually like it because John's a big board game guy and likes strategy games uh, and things of that nature. So I, I think there's a chance he would like it, but it's just like such a hard sell to get John past the Marvel stuff, I think. What are you talking about, man? I love uh, what um, Avengers S dot mm -hmm. T T dot I dot O dot N. I saw yeah. that. <laughs> the thing that's coming out. Uh, I don't know. I don't watch sure. movies, but I Avengers Station. Yeah, yes, but it's an I acronym. Can, uh, I can't read. What What did you just spell? Station. <laughs> station yeah, station. I, I don't know. I oh, okay. An ad for it. I think it's. I don't know what station. I think that's a local thing in Vancouver. Actually, at, like, oh, a is mall. it only? Oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah, it it's is a this. completely immersive and educational experience yeah. that brings visitors into the world of the Avengers. I'm not gonna lie. I would be there. They snuck educational in there. To, they probably got like a grant for funding because they had yeah. the word. Yeah, I guess it educates in there. you about. Marvel. So yeah, like, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Learn about the entire MCU. But yeah. what does station stand for? STA. That's how much I scientific know training I and tactical <laughs> intelligence operative network. Okay, so they got some uh, science in there. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. This is where the minds that used to work for the CIA have gone yeah. Yeah. to write for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, like everybody's talking about STEM. We need our own. We need our own. Right. What's the acronym what? for us? Stefan, where did uh, where did the Marvel Cinematic Universe lose you? Because I uh, I have a pretty specific answer I, to that. I feel like it was um, was it Guardians of the Galaxy two? I I think no, I, I was kind of on and off. But the last one I saw in theaters because it was kind of like, well, there's nothing to do this weekend. Let's just go see a movie. Was the last Thor movie, and 
it was to the point where we almost like walked out of it because we were it was just not maybe just not for us i mean it's it's not aimed at us maybe necessarily but it just like really pissed me off uh <laughs> I, I guess like everything about it that was love and thunder yes yeah um what imagine dragons i thought yeah. <laughs> i thought christian bale was good love, in it, thunder. But, love, and, uh, love and thunder thunder <laughs> see i do have range jody <laughs> but jack where where did it lose you like right around the same time with yeah. uh watching the uh doctor strange one from sam raimi like i was like oh this could be cool the, yeah the, it was like a, it and it had like cool moments in it but it just i feel like every time i watch one of them it inevitably gravitates back towards a lightning fight like oh, cgi yeah, just shooting, lightning shooting just beams at each other yeah like that's portals power. like if yeah. i i think it, they just need to set an internal rule for themselves that if a giant like purple lightning portal opens in the sky we have made a mistake and need to like you know go back and rejigger things because yeah yeah it's I the beam stuff is just like it's everyone has the same power and then everyone gets hit by the beam and they're just like kind of they're just like singed a little bit they're like fine you know yeah, yeah. it's like daffy duck uh yeah. logic yeah. <laughs> yeah um so yeah i'm not i don't like marvel necessarily but the game itself is like it's incredible like within like a day i was like oh this is like taking over my entire life and, and it yeah. has so all right what is something you think is overrated oh man uh you know Something I think that's it's overrated is I, I think I might have done this in some way. Uh, <laughs> and this is just definitely uh, I feel like the more you come on this pod, the harder the overrated because you have those like built in overrated. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's yeah. Your and then and then as you go, you're like, OK, now I'm searching from overrated. But mine is just um, like getting the, the first the first take. You know, like there's one thing about takes, you know, we all know about the Internet take, but I also think there's an even more nefarious thing, which is people trying to be the first person to have the woke opinion. Uh, and mm. I hate saying it now, the word woke. It's been yeah. it's really devolved. Like we we're you know, we we're talking about back when I was on Mount Zeitmore and coming on regularly, how overused woke has been. And now it's become yeah. like truly a battleground like there's battleground states and now we have battleground words and woke is one of them but it's only used by tugger carlson at this point yeah woke. like but, just yeah yeah just the the rush into having like the most conscious take on something a lot of times you just see people fumble because they didn't wait to see the situation pan out. And this is sounding very political, and it's about to get very not political in a second, when I talk about the Bayonetta voice actress debacle, which I'm I'm guessing neither of you have heard about that or know about I it. I have not Why would stumbled? you say that about me, man? Why, <laughs> yeah. How could you think that I missed the Bayonetta voice actress debacle? But I do yeah. want to hear your take on it. I'm familiar with Bayonetta. I have not gotten into the, the whole culture behind the voice okay. acting of it. Well, then the new one isn't going to have the original voice actress. And she hopped on Twitter and she was like, I had to pass on this role because they were only offering me $3,000. And, you know, whoever, you know, you know, whatever that actress that took the role, just know you'll never be the real Bayonetta, whatever, whatever. And the person who took the role was Jennifer Hale, who is like a very prestigious voice actor, most popularly known as the voices of female Shepard in the Mass Effect mm, series. Yes, love that just, just the goat. So, and also she's very, very 
like a like a union stand. Like she's big about SAG, making sure video games go SAG. When she, when the voice actors struck against, uh, you know, the video game community for SAG roles, she would host, you know, these talks at her own home to tell you know, non-union voice actors why they shouldn't break the picket line. Like, she's in it. So it's a rough accusation. And then, of course, it eventually comes out that she negotiated a price and and they... accepted it. And then she tried to negotiate higher and they're like, well, we can't pay that. Mm-hmm. So they went somewhere else, but they're like, you know, but, you know, we'll give you a cameo and, you know, for all that done, it, it, it will give you 3K. And that was the full story. And right. so that comes out and you have all these people who were like yelling and like standing on the front lines to be the first to like know what's going on instead of just being like, oh, damn, we we had the wrong information and fucked up. They would they they would do these this backpedaling where it's like, well, it's still kind of fucked up that mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And right. to me, I was like, you put yourself in that position because yeah. you wanted to be the first person who was right instead of being like, let me see the situation unfold. And I don't mean it in the way where we had you know video footage of black bodies laying on the street and you had you know conservatives being like, well, let's wait till all the facts come out because the facts <laughs> right. was the video that we all could see. I'm yeah. saying that when one person is saying something and it's truly not you know, you, you don't need to stand your ground there. You can just wait to see the response in that. Maybe you can wait that out. So, yeah. and and rushing to get first, if you're wrong, maybe, maybe, maybe just uh, say you're wrong. Yeah. Stop being yeah. afraid of being wrong. And that is a take that I think I've said before. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of that, like on the conservative side, that story where like Ben Shapiro was trying to get someone on his network. And then they were like, oh, I'm mad about what I'm getting paid. And then people took sides. And then the full story came out of like that guy was getting so much money and opportunity and he was just complaining for no reason. But then the lines had been drawn and it just kind of span out. And yeah, yeah, it's hard to have people really want to have a hot take. I think it's, you know, that instant gratification of like, look how authentic I was. But first and then you have to be like, oh, wait, no, I didn't. I didn't mean that as soon as you are found to be wrong, which means you were never authentic. So you have to you have to really be careful and pick and choose your battles. Yeah. What is something you think is underrated? Anna? Baths. Baths. Now, I mean, a lot of people like taking baths, but but I just think I don't think we talk about baths enough and how great they are. Probably my favorite kind of indulgent thing to do is take a bath in the middle of the day if I have time. I mean, Ooh. I have a, a young child and during the work week, that's usually not possible. But if I find myself with a pocket of time during the day when I'm alone in the house and I can take a bath while the sun is still out and it's midday, I mean, mm. it's like... It's amazing. I feel like we should talk about it more. And you can do so many things to your bath. You can put bath salts in there, bubbles. Right. Ducks. Yeah. Ducks, bath beads, like <laughs> make it ducks, smell good. It's like, yeah. it's like going to a spa, but, uh, but you know, you don't have to pay any money and you don't have to leave your house. I, I experienced a bit of a bath renaissance when I had a kid as well, just because, you know, you remember, oh, baths, right. Did, is that what happened for you? You feel like, I think that is part of it. It's both the ritual of giving him a bath, you know, every day or every other day that kind of reminded me of baths and also of Mr. Bubble, which I Mm -hmm. advocate for as well. 
And then also, I think just having an uninterrupted block of time alone is also at a high premium after having a kid. So that's probably part of it as well. I I think baths are for people who aren't me because I I like I feel like I'm <laughs> steeping in my filth like a tea bag. Well, this like, is the bath conundrum. Take a shower this, first. Yeah. What's the end okay? Game? Shower before bath is something. A shower I need before to try. bath. Okay. Oh, now now we're talking. That does make sense because like yeah, I just like there's a little soak. See, I yeah. always solve this by going shower after bath. Interesting. Okay. You, so you, yeah, but then you're still steeping in your own filth for a little bit. The shower before bath had never occurred to me. Just a quick never. rinse, you know, because no, then like also it. you don't have to kind of. I feel like taking a shower right after a bath kind of washes away the bath glow. I just want to get mm-hmm. out of the bath and. Chill. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, putting a little oils in there. Yeah, it's just it's just the bubble bath i need the skim of bubbles to not see below the surface what's happening down there when i'm in a bathtub personally that's okay. just how i feel well we this is this is a callback to the thighs thing that you the <laughs> it's they're distracting i'll say there it's pretty distracting my eyes can't see the light that you shine i for, the the lyrics to kiss by a rose are really Kind of, they seem like a daydream that someone, like someone trying to write a lyric as they're (laughs) falling asleep. It's very strange. Anyways, all right. Well, I feel like we've gotten to know you a little bit better. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we're back. And um, Paco, I, I was listening to an interview where you were talking about like what made you want to write your book. And one of the things you mentioned is like that you were just looking at this world where finance is described in this really like strange way. And you mentioned that like hell is tied into it. And so I was just like that. That's always interesting to me. Like America, America's obsession with hell, like the very early American texts of like Cotton Mather just being like, we're all just on a on the verge of falling into hell and like how how that informs culture in America to this day. But I was curious to hear you talk about that with regards to finance in particular. Wait, before I tied into finance, I think it's really interesting that you pointed that out because you guys earlier at the top of the show were talking about that about how everything is going to hell in a handbasket because, you know, scams and stuff. So I think it's yeah. really fascinating that that's such a permanent fixture in our culture, this fear yeah. of like... Fear of hell? Yeah. We're in hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My famous catchphrase, we're all in hell. <laughs> I'm having a great time, though. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, hell is, I mean, hell, hell should be fun. fun, right? Right, yeah. It's all, it's the best all the fun people go to hell. Yeah, it's like yeah. a party where you don't know if things are going to go terribly wrong. Yeah, best kind. Yeah, when it comes to personal finance, and I would say particularly with debt, what mm. I was trying to unpack and understand is why we have such strong ties to morality and why people have this, like people feel a, a sense of moral obligation to pay back what they've borrowed. And like I can understand that kind of from an arm's length. But like when you double click on it, you can start to see like a history of like, the Catholic Church and when it broke and we had that like Protestant Reformation thing happen and mm -hmm. it all had to do with with like with debts. All right. But then if you zoom out even further, like ancient societies have always felt like a debt to the gods. So they would do animal sacrifices or human sacrifices. They would you know, there was all of this. This idea of debt has been with society for, I think, as long as humanity has been around. Right. And so I just really wanted to explore that. I think what makes people like my shit when it comes to finances is I'll just zoom all the way out and say like, hey guys, we're just the, these flesh bags sitting on a rock that's hurling through space and time. And yeah, you should have like an emergency fund and stuff. That's cool. We should do that and put money into your 401k. But like your actions and energy reverberates into the universe forever. So like be about that vibe. Like I can hold those two yeah. things in the same breath, but also not mm. make it about like you're shitty because <laughs> you're right. not following along to what God said you should be doing. So, you know, and all of that just comes from being an intersectional person growing up when I grew up, where I grew up, being the person that I am, being queer and always feeling like I had to kind of negotiate or understand how people were going to perceive me and then try to make them comfortable so that I was safe. That just that's a part of my upbringing and that just permeates my work. And 
And then the health thing, like the Christianity thing, why are we, I'm just a curious individual. And the more I learn about money, the more I try to understand anthropologically, psychologically, evolutionary, biologically, like the weirder it is, the crazier it is, the more I'm seeing that everything is super connected. And um, it's just a fascinating thing that we've created here. Yeah. It's all made in like our own, like the... We built a system. We, we've been talking about fractals a little bit on the show lately and like the uh, these small patterns that then get like blown up into massive kind of patterns that look exactly the same over over the course of like an entire civilization or over the course of all of history. And yeah, it, it feels like we've built a economic system that mimics how the like very first you know people in america with power felt about themselves and with regards to god and now you know people are like my credit card debt means god hates me (laughs) god is mad at me you know it's like 300 years later jesus i feel like another parallel too is that all finance to me sounds like priests talking sure you know what i mean like sure. the like i feel like the entire financial industry is kind of uh there's a language it's like learning it's like the reason the catholic church was doing everything in latin you know uh, yeah. exactly it, <laughs> it, it yeah, because it was right. like well no one understands this this isn't for the peasants as yeah. far as i can tell cnbc is or well, what's the financial one is it MSNBC? Yeah. CNBC. Yeah, MSNBC. Uh, no, CNBC. As far as I can tell, CNBC is in Latin right. completely. It, <laughs> I completely, like, I don't understand it. And it makes me feel like, oh, that's that's above my pay grade. You guys right. can you guys can run all the banks and stuff like, you know, like you guys. Yeah, do do whatever it is you got to do with the, you know, the securities uh, stuff. And, you know, so then the rest of us kind of just the. Uh, back out and we also take their word like financial people's word is like it's like a priest they they talk directly to the money god you know yeah. they they person they have a personal relationship with the invisible hand of the free market so you know we'll, we'll, I've, we'll let them like, do it i've been on the inside and it's just like mad boring it's like <laughs> so painfully annoyingly boring and yeah. i i have a very high tolerance for boring shit i realize that about myself and I do wonder, are they making it boring on purpose? Are they just boring? And then I, sometimes they take a left and I'm like, does everything in society now have to be entertaining? Is there a problem with that? Right. And I kind of feel like, yeah, the answer is yes. Like I'm li- tr- literally trying to entertain people like, like do stupid <laughs> shit about finance and then trick them and then be like, okay, let me teach you a quick lesson for these five seconds that I'm holding your attention and right. then do something weird and unexpected again. Yeah, it's just... It's a weird, it's a weird thing that we've created. And it, I agree with you. It definitely, it's kind of like the law where yeah. it's terrifying. You don't understand what the hell's going on. And then you have to pay somebody to help you navigate it. It's, yeah. You know, in theme well, of uh, a scam. Yeah. <laughs> in theme with this, today's episode. Well, fortunately, the law experts are usually pretty kind and, you know, on the up and up. Absolutely. Uh, lawyers, I think they're called. Yeah, lawyers. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. warm-hearted are... individuals <laughs> trying to do the right thing, never uh, like taking any advantage of jokes. All right. So let's let's get into one of the scams of the day. 
I'm not going to ask you to explain what it means that the Fed just hiked rates despite the bank turmoil, because I don't even. Yeah. Uh, We'll just let them do that. Yeah, we'll just let them do that (laughs) and be like, yeah, they know. What do I know? I don't know shit. Let's leave it to the adults on this one. Finally, adults are doing stuff. But uh, so... You might remember the guy who introduced Florida's Don't Say Gay bill. His name is Joseph Harding, and he claimed that the bill was about defending the most awesome responsibility a person can have, being a parent. And (laughs) therefore, we can't acknowledge anything except my very strict interpretation of who should like who. In in schools was was basically his thing. You know, as an as a new parent, I want to say that being a parent means that you just you you take your kid away from anything anything that might you know make you uncomfortable personally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's not really about the kid as much as it is about just like don't embarrass me you know that's yes. that's that's me out with my child at any point just like right. you're being weird right now and then just making sure that no one else uh embarrasses my child further or me yeah that's good don't say that's gay good. is that's what i'm parenting. saying yes <laughs> I don't <know>. exactly <laughs> so anyways that same person pled guilty to committing $150,000 in COVID-19 relief fraud, uh, faces up to 35 years in prison. So, you know. So you good can't parents. make this shit up. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. You can't write well, it. It's so entertaining. You got to teach your kids to be on that grind set mindset, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, so Harding took COVID relief funds intended to aid struggling small businesses by using the names of dormant business entities and claiming that they were still in operation during the pandemic, which they weren't. The businesses were the Vac Shack, uh, which is a store selling discount vacuum cleaner bags. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. I wonder why it's dormant. (laughs) I don't know. That's a great question. I was just talking to somebody about how strange it is that there are still like places mm-hmm. in this world that only sell vacuum cleaners. Like they're yes. just like coasting off the inertia of that being, I guess, like a business with good margins. But it's like I, you know, you never see anyone in there. There's like good enough for three a brick and mortar left. store, though. Uh, I can't brick and imagine mortar vacuum store. Guys, it's probably a front. Right, it's gotta be. It's yeah, the, almost definitely. Are, yeah. But then a vac like going being like no the vacuum store is actually not specific enough yeah. <laughs> and niche down <laughs> yeah just go <laughs> drill down to vacuum cleaner bags nope actually still not specific enough not I want to corner enough. only the market of discount yeah. vacuum cleaner bags we're Ross for vacuum cleaner bags <laughs> don't buy any of those fancy brand new ones we have some irregular bags. You know, going against the grain, everybody else, like Walmart, all these mm-hmm. big box stores or places where you can get everything. And he was like, nah, I'm going Come to. Come to Rick's Vac Shack. We got Hoover discount <laughs> vacuum bags. We have, uh, what's that, iRobot ones to the Roomba vacuum bags. Also, crack cocaine in the back. Right. Yeah. I mean, definitely. For Joe's sure. Va- Joe's Vac Shack. Yeah. 
And then he had another one that was a supposedly a 46 acre horse and cattle facility. Now that mm. he was smart to keep nice and vague. So no, nobody really knows what that means, mm-hmm. but it hadn't been active since 2017. And so, yeah, that's how he's showing his kids what's up. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, uh, you know, I love the thing is now at, at this point, every time there is like a morality police who a self-appointed deputy of morality, of the morality police. Yeah. Yeah. They always like this always happens. There's always yeah. something. There's always it's just like it just it's inevitable. You just wait for it. And then it's just like, you know, it's like all the people who are just like groomer, groomer, groomer. And then they're all arrested for having like child porn and stuff. Yeah. You're just like, huh. it's just huh. it's just the next logical step. You just know it's it doesn't even it's not even fun anymore. You know what I mean? It's not even like poetic anymore. Like I used to have fun. When I would be like, look at that. Uh, isn't that some poetic irony? And now I'm just like, can can we stop with the... It's cliche now. <laughs> it's yeah. cliche. Stop with the cliches, guys. Please. It's just. It's almost as if, if you publicly, you know, try to ridicule others about morality. It's almost as if you're trying to cover up something each right. and every time. <laughs> every single time. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like I'm not even offended that these guys are getting in trouble for these things. I'm I'm offended that they're just so hack. So predictable. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, ugh, guys, get some new material. If this was pitched in a writer's room in succession, they'd be like, uh, OK, but like we need something else. Yeah, right. It's just... Although the the stupidity of the businesses that he was trying to make happen <laughs> yeah. is kind of pretty succession level funny. That's true. Yeah. You could see Kendall Roy <laughs> just pitching <laughs> Joe's back shack to uh, <laughs> merge <laughs> with the business. Right. Yeah. And then on on another parenting front and scam front. So Sophia Coppola's 16-year-old daughter went viral after posting a TikTok in which she... I'll just read the quote from the video because it's pretty... It it just really gets into it. Mm -hmm. People are calling it the best Coppola film since Godfather 2. (laughs) She said... So she just opens up, make a vodka sauce pasta with me because I'm grounded because I tried to charter a helicopter from New York to Maryland on my dad's credit card because I wanted to have dinner with a camp friend. There's a lot and of becauses in that sentence. It's, you know, it's Hemingway-esque, you know, like Coppola's. sometimes Hemingway just will just like, like go on one of those runs, short sentences, and then follow it with a bunch yeah. of and then because, because, because. Pacing. Yeah. Yeah, pacing. It was, and, and this is just breakneck right out of the gate. The, she also goes on to say she doesn't know the difference between a garlic and an onion and had to Google image search pictures of onions. She then like wow. cuts a shallot, I believe. <laughs> is, is she a baby? <laughs> she's 16. Cool. Okay, and, so she is a baby. Yeah, she is a child. Like that's she why I'm child. not like I don't I, like uh, it's just a like I I kind of am just amazed. It's it's just a little pinhole into the world of of being a, a, a of being of, a Coppola of being a Coppola of being somebody who has enough money that you have to be like we need to change the. <laughs> 
passwords on the credit cards again because our kids are trying to. They're trying. To, they keep trying to charter a military charter jet to. Yeah, <laughs> to so crazy. Drive to them into to the Dubai. Sun. Yeah, to, yeah. At, that she also says her parents have banned her from having any public social media accounts because they don't want her to be a nepotism kid. <laughs> yeah, that'll stop it. Uh, <laughs> good on them. Yeah, no. Way to have foresight. That's, yeah, I mean. <laughs> The only way to stop this, <laughs> they don't want a nepotism, baby. They got to murder their child. <laughs> There's, yeah. But, I, I mean, wait, but she was posting this on social media, though, right? Yeah, I think she took over she, her... She, she stole it. ...parents' account also. Oh, much okay. like their credit card. <laughs> and then, like, towards... It, this this video, by the way, which, you know... I, I'm summarizing as if it's a feature film is yes. like 45 seconds long. Of course. Yeah. Then her babysitter's boyfriend shows up and what? she says, my parents are never home. So these are my replacement parents. Oh, and then she that's asks, heartbreaking. I know it's like super heartbreaking. <laughs> then she asks her babysitter's boyfriend what he thinks of the helicopter fiasco. And he says that he thinks she should call it a fiasco because it's like a feminine fiasco. Oh, and right. It sounds cooler. Yes, and queen. So, you know, they still got it. Those Coppolas and their babysitter's <laughs> boyfriends. But, why, why is the babysitter's boyfriend there? I don't I don't like I, I mean, I guess if at this point, if the babysitter is essentially raising this baby, then then maybe these really are <laughs> her replacement parents. But it's just uh, feels a little weird to have the boyfriend just like, hey, what's up? Oh, I'm just here. Just. Grabbing this plate of gobble you guys, yeah. uh, you know, keep keep doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> I don't like it. It's a good, it's a good gig if you can get it. Yeah, boyfriend of Coppola's babysitter. Yeah, man. I mean, ugh, it's it sucks because it's like I, uh, I, you know, I of course am not defending any rich ne- nepotism babies or whatnot, but I do appreciate that. Sophia uh, Coppola and her husband were like, we don't want you on social media. And yeah. she just ended up doing it anyways by like, st- like that to me is like that. There's some normal kid trapped within that, you know, who's just like, yeah, th- there, she's acting out in the ways that she knows how to, which is like stealing parents' credit card and trying to charter a private helicopter yeah it's it's a different it's a level of privilege but at the same time you know we'd all try to do it if we had a helicopter to charter yeah i guess if our parents just never showed up like a regular person would be trying to log into their parents like lift account or something right yes yeah yeah exactly exactly so putting that into a little bit of perspective uh and then also uh you know i kind of get the Sophia Coppola not wanting her to have a an account like a social media account so that she wouldn't become a nepotism baby. I think it just is like so I don't want you to be a public figure because then then you're going to just become like one right. of those many like you know all those USC kids who like pretended that right. they knew how to ski or whatever and then they got yeah yeah and then they got into like USC like and so uh I, there's there's something admirable there i guess i mean my grind set grindfulness here i'm yeah be grindful that (laughs) be be grindful (laughs) sir uh i'm thinking okay what is the money-making opportunity here and it is an uber 
for helicopters for rich people's kids. Like how has, how does that not exist? Like why, a Snapchat version, though, to it disappears steal? after. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it'll appear on the credit card statement, but it's, yeah. you know. Uber was trying to do helicopters. Oh, of that's course. right. They did have helicopters. What am <laughs> they I were trying doing? to have the route be right over um, the 110, like the same route where that one. It's like on the 110, I think, where there's like a train there that takes you to. I don't know where the right, hell it goes. Because they don't. Yeah. But there but is a train the, in the middle of the. Oh, yeah, there. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was going to. So I guess just, they everything goes around that because they don't want to contribute to like noise pollution. pollution? Or, yeah. Yeah. Which because there's only like 40 helicopters every hour going yeah. over every house in Los Angeles because of the LAPD. Yeah. yeah. Are they are they just circle sometimes. Sometimes I just like I'm like, you're bored. <laughs> you, you're not fooling me. This isn't like, who are you looking for? Who could you possibly be looking for? Right. You know what I mean? Like, a, what is this? Sign is of power. Pablo Escobar power. around? For sure, yeah. It's a who flex. Is helicopter important? Yeah. Very it's few It's a flex people. on the pores, frankly. Totally. Like. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, we care so much about catching poor people <laughs> that we are going to flash this helicopter's bright ass light into people's house. Is he yeah. in there? <laughs> Check. I fucking hate those guys. It's the ultimate flex. So that's why we can't blame Sofia Coppola's daughter for wanting to totally know, take a take a helicopter. I mean, and, and I don't want to get in trouble with your audience. Obviously, a cab. All Coppolas are bastards. But <laughs> <laughs> I do that's feel right. for. I mean, she's sixteen. She's yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not passing any judgment. No judgment. To say no judgment. What a what a world. We live in. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back right after that. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And we're back. And when it rains, it pours. We, we've been highlighting, you know, the Air Jordan origin stories coming out. There was a BlackBerry origin story trailer that dropped earlier last week that actually looked fun. People seem like on board with this Tetris one. It's, uh, you know, a very cool story. So like that, this seems to be not just a couple isolated incidents, but like, you know, we we were been saying like it makes sense that brands would be the new movie protagonists. They're like what we're gonna have instead of superhero movies because, or you know what we have instead of like the royals that Shakespeare wrote about. We have brands because brands actually corporations are the thing that makes all the decisions that rule us, which is why like Succession is popular. It's like these yeah. are the things that control our lives. They're American dynasties. Yes, yeah. and so. With all of that said, news of the latest one, we knew we we had heard that this was in the works early on, but they actually just premiered the Flamin' Hot Cheetos origin story at South by Southwest, and people seem to be on board. People are like, it's actually really fun, y'all. Like, yeah. Sorry. Which is also what I'm hearing about Air, yeah. mm-hmm. and what I'm hearing about the BlackBerry movie and the Tetris movie is like... That sorry, this is just who we are. Unfortunately, like this is the this is what a good movie is now. And yeah. you know, I liked the social network. I mean, I think I think it makes sense. You know, we are this. Uh, we we're we're so consumed by brands now, right? Yeah. Because we're like locked in on the on the internet, and I think some good can come from uh, from movies like this, like Air, and so where you kind of dehumanize the the brand, where you're like, no, this is a an idea made up of people, and these are the people mm. behind it. Because right. there is this weirdness when you see brands on social media and like the brand managers running the account and doing memes that it gives these brands a personality, a person, and, yeah. And, yeah. And I feel like movies like these can actually work against that hopefully and be like nope this is a company and this is the people behind it and i think social network is a great idea because i feel like that movie was the downfall of the like making you know mark zuckerberg seem cool like i feel like that once that movie came out people were like oh he is kind of a dick and he has it made him seem more charismatic than he really is because jesse eisenberg is like an actor who's very charismatic on screen but it also was like yeah but like what this dude decided ultimately to do was big and vast and fucked up (laughs) like Mm -hmm. real fucked up and not you know not something that he probably wanted to approve like that's you know I think best case scenario, it gives us more insights like that. Worst case scenario, though, we're like getting to see these people making 
corporate decisions and like they're being like made into heroes while like yeah. the things that make those corporate decisions possible is like you know grinding lower paid workers <laughs> yeah. to you know and just you know people being threatened with starvation and lack of health care yeah to i mean work around the clock yeah and i'm actually here for this like we're, we're uh, you alluded to this earlier jack about there's like a big allegedly caveat with the origin story about the full truthfulness of it or not and actually we should just talk about that before i give my point about sure this. Yeah, so the this movie, the Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie, is the story of a somebody who I think was like framed as a uh, custodian in the original origin story, who worked for Frito Lay and was just like a big fan of <laughs> of their work, and was also you know a tinkerer, had a little shed in his backyard. So Richard Montanez is is his name, and he basically tells the story that he, you know, worked for Frito-Lay in like a custodial capacity or was like, you know, a lower level worker. I think it was first pitched as like he was a custodian and then tinkered with these flavors like putting elote, like Mexican, you know, the... Mexican street food of elote, of like grilled corn with lime and chili. And he was like, what if we put those spices on Cheetos? Like what, like these would be good. And then like it it was so good that he then like brought it to the Frito-Lay CEO at the time, Roger Enrico. And he was like, this is brilliant. And Flaming Hot Cheetos was born, except for the fact that Frito-Lay claims like none of that is true. And I, I still don't know, like, where I fall on this. Like, somebody, yeah. I want to see somebody do, like, a real deep dive into yeah. what part of it is true. Because, obviously, like, Frito-Lay is not going to want to be overshadowed or also, like, legally liable mm-hmm. to, like, pay this person more than what they have already paid. So they're like, you know, actually, it was te- it was being test marketed already when he... <laughs> claims to have come up with this idea and just like real, like their story seems to want it both ways. They're like, we came up with this idea and it's a very boring story of like test kitchens and marketing and and none of his thing is true, but we love him and we're here to celebrate Richard. And he contributed <laughs> in some way, but not yeah, a way no. that's legally liable to us. Like, yeah, right. I, I, uh, I'm actually here for this, like, because, you know, how many examples of whitewashing do we have where we find out the person who really invented something was from a marginalized community while some landowning white man claimed all the credit. So, so, and, and also to their credit, they're even willing to, I guess they added in lines where they poke fun, like uh, narrative lines where they poke fun at this, maybe not being all the way true necessarily, which is much more than my history books ever did. So um, I feel like, you know, this is a good like you know if sure fictionalize more uh, origin stories of companies or take all the white people out of it put more black and brown people and people of color in there people from marginalized communities and say they did it and i don't care if it's a lie i like the representation it's more than what we've had before so yeah uh, yeah i like seeing this yeah no i i yeah i'm always uh 
wary of companies being like, <laughs> no, that's not true. We were doing the test kitchen. I was like, okay, who was the head chef? Who was it? Because if it was a white person, then his story still stands because a white person <laughs> didn't like pull that from his culture. You know, right, you know right. where, where it's like, it's like, cool, show us the receipts because, you know, usually uh, <laughs> that's how they respond. It was but competing with the like, white guy's idea yeah. of mayonnaise Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead, they're like, take my word for it, please. Yes. How about yeah. we dunk the Cheetos in milk? Huh? Yeah. How about that one? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a little worried that these Cheetos are going to be too spicy and they're going to cause people to masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> Which was the, that that's one. So in, in a moment, we'll get to it. Yeah, because that's where cornflakes came from was oh, them God. being like, we need to create a food so bland that it will make kids stop jerking off. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, it's a it's a mess, but like this is apparently a messy, fun movie that like relishes in certain exaggerations. It's less the founder and more like it, it's got some adaptation like vibes to it where you don't know really what to believe, but it's it's a little bit fun. And I'm 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 happy with that. Yeah, this seems like a, a fun way to to approach that. And apparently Ava Longoria doing a doing some pretty good work in her directorial debut. So that's that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. And and these movies can be fun. We already pointed out, like, you know, The Mighty Ducks. I had fun with that when I was a child. That's kind of, a, yeah. you know, it's, it's more about, like, team and stuff. But there's branding all over that shit. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mighty Ducks, Angels in the Outfield. Of oh, yeah. course, the true story behind uh, the <laughs> formation of the California Angels baseball team. But, I mean... Like, they, there is a pretty good track record with these movies. Like, mm-hmm. Moneyball, I, yeah. I would put in this category because it's, like, telling the purported true story behind, like, the o- Oakland A's, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like relevance. They didn't even win anything, but they were, like, relevant for a period of time when right. they had a very low payroll. Social Network, Ford versus Ferrari was, I think, the most recent example of this that was, like, Oscar-nominated. Yeah. The founder... Steve Jobs movies. That, all the yeah. Steve Jobs movies, like the that the, the genre of Steve Jobs movies <laughs> yeah. becoming, yeah, its own thing. Mm-hmm. So th- that leads me to the question of like, we already pitched Lunchables, like the Lunchables story told from the perspective of, because that was like Oscar Mayer was like, nobody wants to eat hot dogs and bologna anymore. What do we do? And they invent, invented lunchables and became it became like one of the most profitable thing in foods but also gave a bunch of people horrible health issues because it's one of the least healthy foods ever pawned off like sold to children but i i could definitely see like i'm kind of surprised that i haven't already heard about a coca-cola origin story movie me too like that they must just be being very precious with that but the Mm -hmm. origin story of coca-cola is like has to be the holy grail of these movies because it was invented by a heroin or like morphine addict who like veteran of the civil war where everybody came out of that war addicted to morphine because they were all you know shot up and in so much pain i can i can imagine maybe coca-cola doesn't want to be associated with the breaking bad type character but i think they should poke fun at them i would have so much respect for them if they did it yeah yeah. And like, so at that time, one of the treatments for morphine addiction was cocaine. <laughs> They're like, well, try this, this healthy drug. And that's where he found out about cocaine and how he started putting it in his beverage. And just, you know, the immediate 
out of control popularity of Coca-Cola because it had cocaine in it. And people were like, give me a, give me a, I think they would call it a dope at the time. And it would be like three, three times stronger than it was meant to be. They would just like put extra, extra syrup in it and people it's would just man. run around high out of their mind. <laughs> It's the most American thing that's ever happened. Like the whole pulling yeah. yourself up from your bootstraps, capitalism, drug-induced mania. You, you gotta, you gotta love it. Yeah, somebody like this might need to be its own, like long-running HBO series or yes. something. Because there's, there's a lot of story there. Absolutely. And then Elon Musk, of course. Like the Elon Musk yeah. movies, probably, you know, fifteen, twenty years from now are going to be coming. 2024 <laughs> relentlessly coming yeah. in. Yes. He's shopping yeah. it around right now. I also, and on a serious note, I did, uh, we, I pitched the uh, Patagonia movie at, at the beginning of the record session just because, like, that guy has an interesting legacy. I'm not fully uh, immersed in everything that happened there. I just know some people in the area that he took over in Chile. He bought a lot of property with the intention of preserving this area and making it pristine. And, but, he, you know, the guy who owned it, was, you know, this rich white guy who was buying land in a country with indigenous folks who were skeptical of him. And there's a lot of stuff there. There's environmentalism, there's uh, activism, there's capitalism, there's adventure, because that guy was going all around. I keep saying that guy because I don't know his name. But, um, <laughs> he, you know, he was climbing mountains, he was kayaking. There's a whole, like, fantastical, like, Yellowstone type of movie in there somewhere. Yeah. And he left the company to the employees, I thought, or at least yeah, or something about then he, doing that. And then he died tragically while he was, uh, like, he would think he was kayaking on a river and, and drowned or something. But yeah, it's a fascinating yeah. story there. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, if, uh, if he any, like, pitches for brands? I mean, there's got to be some good, like, the invention of... Oh, well, I want the Mountain Dew story. Oh the yeah, there you go. Story. Yeah, from there, we Mountain, missed it. There from you go. Mountain Effie. Ale to X Games, you know, and it'll be like it'll be like a like a like a triple X action extreme Hell sports, yeah. you know, <laughs> from like moonshine me. to kickflips. I love yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like the moonshiners. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. that is actually the origin of yes. NASCAR. Is <laughs> true. Like yeah, people right. running yeah. moonshine around in those cars that looked like that and evading the police. So I mean, NASCAR and Mountain Dew could have. Yeah. A great co I'd watch both of those. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds yeah. amazing. Green light it, Hollywood. Take our <laughs> idea. There you yeah. go. You know, and, and also this is a very, uh, a, a very specific, <laughs> an extremely specific, like, point of, of hitting this up. But there was a thing where there was this company called Chatters in uh, Utah, and it was basically a bootleg In-N-Out because at the time In-N-Out only was in California and I think Las Vegas. Those were the like it was it was being like we're a California restaurant, and so yeah. they made the bootleg Chatters, and In-N-Out sued them. And I think they tried to have the def defense of like, well, In-N-Out only exists in California. And so In-N-Out basically made an In-N-Out in Utah after that case. And and now that there's one In-N-Out that's in <laughs> Utah because of this chatters. Because of chatters. Uh, so it's like instead of the founder, it's like the origin story of McDowell's. Yeah, like the, exactly. <laughs> like it's like the I'm bootleg gonna, version. If you build it, they would come type B. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
That sounds incredible. And Utah is fascinating. Like just all the all the weird culture that that pops oh, yeah. up there. Floating soda shops. Around food too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. something you might not know about wireless sometimes what you see isn't what you get but with visible what you see is what you get switch to visible the wireless company that makes wireless visible get a one-line plan with unlimited 5g data powered by verizon just 25 dollars per month taxes and fees included switch now at visible.com monthly rate on the visible plan for data management practices and additional terms visit visible.com Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu.